0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Speed Force Media Podcast, the show where every Friday we recap and discuss the news that has happened in the world of comic book movies over the last week. My name is Eleanor. I'm Derek. And in today's episode we have six hot topics for you today. The first one is the Black Panther Wakanda Forever opening weekend predictions. The second is Zack Snyder response to rumors he's talked to James Gunn. James Gunn says there will be a wait before we get a DCU slate announcement. Stargirl actor Breck Bessinger was kept in the dark about show cancellation. Jason Momoa clarifies his statements about his dream project and possibly teases something else. And finally, our ranking of the upcoming MCU projects. Starting with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. It's already getting really good reviews. Tonight is opening night that we're recording this. Um... So it is set to open at $175 to $200 million. That's a projections. Since the last time Black Panther opened up domestically, its opening weekend was $202 million. I think it could easily hit this. And I think it could even soar past that. There's always a really good market for movies, I feel like, in November, December, January, those kind of holiday months. So I think they timed it really well, and I think it's going to be a big one, especially because people want to see what happened after, tragically, Chadwick Boseman passed away. They want to see how this movie was affected by it. I think everyone's just a little bit sickly curious, and we want to see how well they honored him. Derek, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Well, they also want to see, you know, the continuation of the story and to see the continuation of Wakanda after the events of Avengers Endgame because we really don't know too much about what's going on with their culture. And the first Black Panther movie was nominated for six Oscars, it won three Oscars, made over a billion dollars at the box office. So, yeah, if this movie is good, which currently on Rotten Tomatoes, the critic score is sitting at an 85% and an audience score at 95 And that could go up, that could go down. So we'll stay tuned to that. But if it has great word of mouth, yeah, I would not be surprised if this movie <laughs> went gangbusters and even overshadowed the first one. Now, that all depends on how good the movie is. I think for once... Going into a Marvel movie, I really don't know what to expect because even from the trailers, it looks epic. It looks emotional, but there's so many different theories about if this movie even takes place during the blip or if parts of it does and i'm really excited to see that and i really have no predictions or expectations i'm just looking for a good movie and hope it delivers and yeah like you said i hope it's respectful to chadwick boseman's uh, legacy and his memory and hopefully we can get some sort of information or closure for his character i wonder There is theories that a lot of the movie takes place during the blip. I wonder if maybe if that's true anyways. This is all just speculation. We'll find out tomorrow if they come back from the blip and there's a new actor playing Black Panther. Now, I don't really buy into that just because Kevin Feige and Ryan Coogler has said that they just feel like it's not time to recast for Black Panther and T'Challa. So I don't necessarily buy into that theory, but who knows? Maybe it's true. And we'll find out soon. But, yeah, can't wait to see it. And I'm sure it's going to be wildly successful.
0: Right. I've also heard that Namor is a huge part of this. And I'm kind of interested to see that because, I mean, I'm kind of your average moviegoer, I guess you could say. And I he just sounds a lot like Aquaman to me. <laughs> so I'm just like... Okay, I'm here for a Marvel version of Aquaman, and I've heard he's kind of evil, so that he may even be the villain of this movie, so I'd be interested in seeing Aquaman as a bad guy. For sure. Speaking of Aquaman, well, he was kind of the brainchild, at least in a small way, of Zack Snyder, and Zack Snyder is responding to rumors that he talked to James Gunn. With the launch of DC Studios and with Gunn and Saffron leading it for Warner Bros. Discovery, many have wondered if Snyder would perhaps be one of the filmmakers to be contacted about returning to the DCU. During a recent appearance on the Preston and Steve show, Snyder was asked if anyone had reached out to him since DC Studios launched on November 1st. While Snyder wished them all the best, the filmmaker confirmed that as of right now, no one had contacted him about working on any further DCU projects. Quote, as far as I know, which is very little, I'm doing my thing and haven't had anyone give me a call or anything. So I'm just wishing them all the best and hoping that they make some cool movies. For the time being, it doesn't seem as if Snyder is someone they are thinking about. But then again, Gunn and Saffron haven't been able to disclose too much yet to the public since a new division was launched. And I personally think that this is kind of like a bad breakup. There's a little bit of a sore spot there for Zack Snyder. I don't see him coming back to the DCU. I think he's like, we're better off as friends. I'm good over here in my own lane. They're good over there in their own lane. I'm doing my own thing. I've moved on. I think he's working on Rebel Moon and other projects, and he's busy doing that. I think he's just closed the door on that chapter of his life, and I don't think he's going to reopen that because there's also the painful memories of losing his daughter during that time and then compounded by the fact that Justice League turned out to be such a nightmare for him. I just don't see this going that way again.
1: Right. And you got to keep in mind that unlike with Henry Cavill's Superman return, there's not this large outcry for Zack Snyder to return. (laughs) Now, it's very loud. And I would love to see Zack Snyder come back in some capacity. I don't think he should take James Gunn and Peter Safran's job, but I'd love to see another DC directed Zack Snyder movie. That being said, whether it's in a pocket dimension or a Snyderverse dimension, hell yeah, I'd love to see it. But I know there's at least half of the audience listening right now that are furious just because we're talking about Zack Snyder. And I don't know if James Gunn and Peter Safran's uh, to-do list is bringing back Zack Snyder and pissing off half of that audience. And then there's the other half of the audience that is mad at the other half for getting mad. There's, you know, it's just so toxic when it comes to the Snyderverse. Unfortunately, it really sucks because I love Man of Steel. Uh, the theatrical cut of Batman versus Superman kind of pissed me off, but I really liked the Ultimate Edition, and I loved his version of Justice League. And, it, you know, it's not a complete vision. They definitely had a setup for Dark Side and all of that for a sequel to Justice League. And I would love to see that. But then you also get into issues with Amber Heard and you get into issues with Ezra Miller and whether or not Ben Affleck would come back and whether or not Jason Momoa is going to be doing multiple different DC projects to some degree, maybe. I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. But who knows? It's not impossible. Dwayne Johnson did bring back Henry Cavill, or at least he pushed really, really hard for it. And... It happened. David Zaslav and uh, Alan Horn went out and got James Gunn, Peter Safran to run DC Studios. It's a great grab. Maybe James Gunn and Peter Safran will look at the audience and say, you know what, there is a large outcry for a Zack Snyder return. Maybe it's not everybody, but there's a large enough of a crowd that's, that's going to warrant a return for Zack Snyder. I don't know if it's going to happen. I would love to see it. I'd be interested to see it. But it definitely should be with some sort of guidelines, maybe restrictions. I don't necessarily think he should be the new Kevin Feige. And not even James Gunn is the Kevin Feige of it all. There's also Peter Safran to back him up and to balance each other out. And I, I would be
0: kind of like your Lennon and McCartney.
1: Sure. And, you know, I think that it's a two-man job in this particular situation. Not everybody is Kevin Feige, where you're a world-class producer and great businessman executive. And so I, I think that this is good for Zack Snyder to be moving on. And I, and I genuinely believe that he has not been contacted and that he does wish them the best. Because he's ruined for guys like Henry Cavill and Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck, he's ruined for all those guys. He loves them all, so he's very passionate about his projects, about his DC projects, about his future projects, and he's always been a passionate guy and genuine. So I I buy his comments and I buy your comments that this is probably the end, or at least it, it's probably been over for a while.
0: Right. And not only that, but even if we don't know Zack Snyder on a personal level, we don't know if this man is the best person on Earth, the worst person on Earth, or just a normal dude who's somewhere in between, which is the most likely thing. I mean... He did have a really we have to all have to admit he did have a really hard time during this whole Justice League fiasco. I mean, there was a lot going on in his life. There was a lot of upheaval with the old regime at Warner Brothers,
1: constant and- chaos, constant undermining and reactionary business practices, and yeah, Warner Brothers was an absolute fucking mess back then.
0: Right. So it's just like He's he's moved on, and he wanted a little bit more organization, I think, something that was a little more solid for him to grasp onto, and he found that with Rebel Moon, and I think that that is kind of taking him just in a different part of his life. And so I just don't think he'll be back with the DCU. James Gunn, though, says with the DCU that we're going to all have to hold up and wait a while before we get a slate announcement. We're not going to be getting, like, a Phase 1 announcement from DC just yet. The Suicide Squad director has already teased plans to tell the biggest story ever told, he says, so it feels like we've reached a real turning point, and boy, it is sure long overdue. Understandably, fans are now anxious for any kind of slate announcement. Gunn has said that huge stories will be told across movies, TV shows, and animation, so we have to believe the studio has finally allowed them to put together a definitive list of projects that won't remain trapped in development hell or meet the same fate as Batgirl. Taking to his newly launched Mastodon account, Gunn answered a couple of fan questions, including one about a DCU slate reveal. To that, the filmmaker and executive responded, Give us a chance to catch our breath. We just got here. He also later seemed to debunk reports that the Batman and Joker franchises won't be under his and Saffron's purview, confirming that they're overseeing everything DC-related. So, to me, this makes sense. They were just announced, what, a week ago? So,
1: there's two, two big things right there. Go ahead.
0: I mean, the... These two guys just got, like, one of the biggest projects, which is to turn around this whole DC shit show, pardon my French, that has been happening for the last, like, five, six years. So they're finally going to turn this all around, and I'm excited, too, but, I mean, it would be impossible to be like, okay, within a week, we have a 10-year plan, we're ready. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, yeah, we all have to take a take a, a minute, step back. Let them catch their breath. I'm really excited to hear what they have planned. I'm sure they're discussing they're formulating plans. They're writing out storyboards. They've got something good going there. And I'm thinking at their... I don't remember what it's called. The DC fandom, I think, is what it is. Yeah,
1: but I don't even think they're honestly I think they're, at that stage. I think they stage.
0: might actually do it this year. And if they do it, then they're going to have some huge announcements. Or they'll save it for Comic-Con and we'll have some huge announcements then.
1: By this year, you mean 2023? Yes, Yeah, it's possible, but I think at this stage, honestly, they're still, like, getting their offices set up. (laughs) I mean, DC Studios didn't exist three months ago. They're still wallpaper. At least we didn't know that it existed if it did. Sure, DC Films was a division back then, but DC Studios is a whole brand new thing, so they're still getting used to their position. Plus, not to mention, James Gunn has still got a Marvel movie coming out that he's got a market for. Yeah, yeah, they're creating the positions because the positions never existed for this company, or at least this studio. I'm so excited for these two to be able to take over. It's no surprise that we're not going to get a slate anytime soon. I think after Black Adam and The Flash, Aquaman 2, Shazam 2... Once we start getting announcements for future projects after that, we'll start to get a better idea for what they have in store. Maybe we'll get no projects. Maybe there'll be nothing for like two years, three years, and they just say, nope, we're rebooting it all. Or maybe they continue with Aquaman 3, Shazam 3, Wonder Woman 3, and they just continuously start to slowly build back towards Justice League or a crossed cinematic universe. They do some sort of soft reboot. Who knows? But they're going to figure it out, and they're going to take the time and patience in order to make sure it gets done right. And I think that is what the DCU has always needed because Walter Amata was not a comic book fan When he was given the position of DC Films president, which was just an executive position for Toby Emmerich to have a yes man. And it was, I'm sorry to say, and that's not a a knock on Walter Amata. There were some things that he did, movies that he approved that I love, like Joker, like the Batman, like uh, Aquaman. You know, there was Shazam. He was
0: put in a difficult position as well.
1: Sure. And, you know, a lot of those films were very director driven. So the directors were given a little bit more room and they weren't like necessarily restricted to have certain characters forced into their movie like Batman versus Superman. Where they're like saying, hey, you got to have Batman. You got to have Lex Luthor, Doomsday, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, you know. There, there's been some solo movies, which I thought has been really nice, and there's no reason we can't continue that, but also slowly, maybe through post-credit scenes, start to throw. Hey, maybe uh, Shazam Two has Henry Cavill Superman in it, and then Wonder Woman Three has Henry Cavill Superman and Black Adam in it, and then you know the next movie, whether it's a Henry Cavill Superman movie, ends up having the new Flash, whoever that's gonna be. You know what I'm saying? They, they don't have to hard reboot it. They can take their time and flesh it out, and they can continue making movies, guess guess what, before they even really have a plan.
0: Right, and not only that, as long as they stick to what they're doing and not be so reactionary, I think it's going to turn out a lot better. I think a lot of the problem with the DC EU as it has been, has been the reactionary, like oh, this isn't going well. We need to just last-minute change everything like they did with Justice League.
1: Well, they started it with Batman versus and they Superman. Did it with,
0: yeah, and they did it with Suicide Squad. They did it with Justice League. And, I mean, some of those movies I still like because... I mean, they're in the you D.C. You can see, like, but... the
1: vision underneath Right, the... but
0: it's still, like, a dumpster fire that I can see the vision
1: underneath, <laughs> right. at least in
0: my opinion. <laughs> like I'm like...
1: Like, hey, there's a least... painting that's like, on fire in a dumpster.
0: Right, like, at least there's a the painting in the dumpster, but the dumpster is still full of trash and it's <laughs> still on fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think for me, the biggest one that was just disgusting was... The freaking editing on the original Suicide Squad movie because it's it just, was, it just looked like a Rob Zombie music video. The light effects, the rainbow, the what was going on?
1: It's just a perfect example of a studio interfering when a studio shouldn't be. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is a perfect example of Kevin Feige, who runs this, this studio, interfering. With the movies, and for the most part, it seems to pay off pretty well. Because look at it. I mean, it's you can't deny its success. It's
0: very successful, Whereas
1: with movies like Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad, Justice League, all went through major reshoots and major studio interference and no... Well, I shouldn't say nobody. I liked those movies. I didn't love them, but... Most people didn't like those movies. The general audience, critics were very mixed. Great example of studio interference not working out. I think with James Gunn and Peter Safran there will be a good example of studio interference because they're creators, they're passionate about the characters and the lore. And they're also got the smart business aspect behind it as well. The corporate decision and how to make it all work without breaking the bank. Because that's also what David Zaslav is wanting to do, is utilize the characters that not every character needs $200 million for their movie. Shazam didn't. Uh, Harley Quinn won't. Joker won't. There will be other characters that they'll want to use as well. And... I'm excited to see it, but it's probably going to be six months, maybe even a year, maybe even two years before we really know what is going to happen. If it's a reboot, soft reboot, they're calling it the DCU. So they're already got a new kind of vision image for it.
0: Yeah, it's got a new identity. It's and it seems to like people are
1: bit. already feeling more positive just with that alone, because Walter Hamada himself never once came out and called it the DCU, to my knowledge. I mean, maybe he did, but there was no merchandise ever. There was no ever, you know, logo before a movie that said DCEU. Right, it, it was just, just DC. said DC. Right. right, it was just DC. So I think that's going to change. I think we're going to get a new logo, everything. DC Studios. The
0: DCEU is shifting the paradigm, the hierarchy. It's shifting to the DCU. <laughs>
1: hey, Dwayne is a man of his word.
0: Yeah, he, he promised us change. And girl, I don't know if you were the cause of this, but there's definitely no, change. No, he wasn't.
1: <laughs> Alan Horn. <laughs> but, yeah, all right, what's next?
0: Well, speaking of change, Stargirl actor Breck Bassinger was kept in the dark about show cancellations. So, she definitely didn't see that change coming. Now that Stargirl's cancellation is official... Bassinger opens up about the long process of not knowing if her Arrowverse series would come back. She recently appeared on the Wayne Ayers podcast, where she talks about being kept in suspense regarding Stargirl season four, as a conversation continued to change behind the scenes. She said, I actually found out in May that Stargirl might not be picked up for a fourth season. I was actually flying out to an event for Stargirl when I got the news. But that being said, it wasn't for sure. The next few months became this emotional roller coaster of, yeah, I think it's going to get picked up, or, oh no, we're pitching to a different streaming service. It just became this emotional roller coaster. A big takeaway from Bassinger's experience is that it makes Stargirl's cancellation even worse, especially given the CW's decisions in 2022. For starters, to find out that her show was not coming back for another season right as she was about to head into a Stargirl-related event shows a lack of awareness from the involved parties, as that is not the news one would want to get when about to promote their series. To then not know if Stargirl Season 4 is happening on the CW or on a streaming service definitely doesn't help either. And I honestly just feel bad for her because... I mean, I've never seen the show, but I'm sure she put her heart and soul into it and she worked really hard on it. And to not know if it's like, it's like snip, snap, snip, snap. Is it? Are we doing it or are we not doing it? Are we doing it or are we not doing it? Like, just give this poor girl an answer. If it's not happening, tell her so she can get You know, start working on getting some other work so she's not just sitting there and being like, well, I had you guys booked for the next year for shooting and now I'm screwed because no one's going to book me for anything. And I think that just really messes with her and it's just messed up. I get that CW is in turmoil right now and we don't even know if they're going to be doing DC shows.
1: Or shows in general, really.
0: Right. We have no idea what's going on with that. But at least be a little more transparent with your actors. Because you're not going to get any actors that want to work for you if you have that messy-ass reputation. Who wants to work for somebody if you don't know you have job security? I think in any career, if you don't know that you have job security, I mean, no one is completely safe. But if you don't feel at least a little bit secure, then, I mean, what do you have?
1: Well, I think there's been... Some actors from the CW, uh, Brandon Rouse, Stephen Amell, over the last few years have kind of come out and kind of complained about how the CW manages their A-star talent, and I think that you know this is kind of some of the cracks starting to shine through. But as much praise as we give David Zaslav, and as much praise and all the hype we talk about DC Studios and WB Discovery. The things going on with the CW is directly related. It's all happening because of the buyout, because of the merger of WB Discovery. And we knew pretty soon after that the CW was not going to last much longer, at least not the way it was functioning currently. And the shows like the Arrowverse shows and other future DC shows on the CW were now in jeopardy. And it seemed I'm not sure where... Uh, Gotham Knights, right?
0: Yeah, I think that's what it's called.
1: Yeah, where Gotham Knights stands because it's not an Arrowverse show. So I think they're still going to be able to keep it going. Uh, WB is still going to be a partial owner, but they're not the main owner anymore. So it's, it's interesting situation for CW. That being said, you got to communicate with your talent a little bit better because she right now is being the voice of the voiceless. You know that it's not just her that was left right, in the dark. Exactly. It was all of the cast members, all of the the stage lights, the makeup producers, or the makeup artists, the producers, the writers, directors, showrunners probably. All
0: of the thousands of people that worked on that didn't know that they weren't going to have a job anymore.
1: Yeah, until last minute, until you're saying, hey, go produce, uh, go promote your last season when you thought it was just uh, the current season. It's really shitty thing to do. And um, yeah, I, I never watched the show. So maybe it was crap. Maybe it deserved to be canceled for all I know. Uh, for some reason, I just never was drawn to it. I heard Jake Eric uh, played by John Wesley ship was either going to be in it or maybe he already aired in the newest season for all I know. But that would have maybe drawn me in if they had brought in the Justice Society or maybe they brought it over to HBO Max, crossed it over with Superman and Lois. It it leaves a question, what is going to happen to Superman and Lois? Uh, that
0: was my biggest worry because I've already been worrying about it. Like last week we talked about the fact that CW could possibly be pulling the rug out from underneath that one. And now that this has happened and there are rumors that DC is just going to get yanked away from the CW... I think it's even more likely that Superman and Lois could be on the chopping block. I hope not, because I think it's one of the better of the Arrowverse shows. Like Especially in terms of production, it just looks better. It's probably because it has a higher... Budget like an HBO type budget.
1: Well, if and, I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure it's like half produced by HBO or something like that. Or HBO you might want some, to fact
0: check us on I'm that. I'm not but, yeah. entirely
1: sure, but I th- I could have sworn that HBO had some involvement with it.
0: Right, and I just like it's a good show. It's got good family values in it. I mean. For the longest time, when we didn't have any updates on what was going on with Superman, that was our Superman, was Tyler Hecklin, And he did a hell of a job with the role. And he's still doing a good job with the role. So I hope that they don't just yank the rug out from them, too. And I hope that they get to keep going. Because, I mean, this sucks for Stargirl. I was never really drawn into the show either. Because life is just so busy. But, I mean, if it's whether it's a good show or a bad show... You still treat people with respect. I mean, even if the show was absolute dumpster fire, it's show you,
1: friends, not or it's show business, not show friends. Well, but in good business, you, you want to be respectful, right? You in good business,
0: yeah, in good business, you be respectful to your talent because if you're not, then it makes you look like an asshole, and now you're not getting any more talent that wants to work for you. So all they're doing is shooting themselves in the foot, and she's speaking up about it. So good for her for saying something. Honestly. Mm.
1: I mean, honestly, the CW is probably going to rebrand, rename, turn into like a direct housing TV type studio or (laughs) something. Like an HGTV? like an HGTV, but like lower budget, like reality TV, HGTV. It's weird that they
0: said, like last week, I remember reading a statistic where their average
1: age for viewers is 52. I'm like, Which is so crazy. Like... Not the demographic you've been shooting for.
0: No, absolutely not. Especially like if you think of back in the day when it was like Smallville and the Vampire Diaries, it was like, hello, teens, we're here. Like I don't think that's happening anymore. And that's what I really kind of envision is teens and young adults for the CW. And it surprises me that it's not that way. So I can definitely see them rebranding, and it's just unfortunate that Stargirl is not going to be part of that. It sucks for them and for everyone working on that show.
1: I did see that Batwoman is going to make an appearance in Season 9 of The Flash, which I think is cool for those that watched Batwoman. I don't have high hopes that The Flash Season 9 is going to be good, but I hope it is. I hope they gave it a bigger budget and it knocks it out of the park. Hope it uh, you know, goes out with a bang because right. it is the end of the Arrowverse, and I'll always look back with fond memories. And Not everything was great, but I did love a lot of it.
0: Right, yeah, definitely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Jason Momoa got us all excited this week, but he's clarifying on his statements about his dream project and possibly teasing something else for all of us. In a recent interview with Cinema Blend, Momoa explained that he has actually teased two separate projects instead of one massive project. Those two have no relation. It was two days of amazing news. That one is like beyond. That one trumps the DC one, Momoa said about the November 6th announcement. He also debunked theories that Snyder was maestro, saying, no, 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 no. You have to dig deeper. It's the holy grail, and it's different than the DC thing, and I really can't say anything. That's it. Although Momoa has not disclosed additional details about his Dream DC project, many fans have speculated that it involves the interstellar, mercenary, and bounty hunter Lobo. Gunn recently shared an image of Lobo on social media, and when Momoa was asked about Gunn's post, he responded coyly, Did he really? The actor continued, Huh. Well, everyone knows I'm a big comic book fan, and so the comic that I collect the most, and I have every comic there is, you can do your research and find out what it is. At this time, a Lobo project involving Momoa has not been announced by Warner Brothers and DC Studios. I think that little nudge-nudge-wink-wink of my favorite person in comics is nudge-nudge-lobo-wink-wink-lobo. I think absolutely I could see that happening. Like, if we're going over or under, okay, play a little game with me, over or under, I'm going to say over 50% we're getting Lobo with Jason Momoa. What are you going on? I'm going
1: over because if you just read the comments, you might think, oh, well, he could be playing coy. But if you watch it, he looks visually uncomfortable when the interviewer is like, hey, James Gunn posted a picture of Lobo. And he's like, what? Nuh-uh. Show me. Show me, like, I don't believe you. James right. would not do something you this it reminded obvious. Me of- he wouldn't do something this obvious. It reminded me of when Andrew Garfield was asked about Tom Holland saying, hey, uh, Andrew, Tom said that he was going to... In the next Spider-Man movie, there was three generations of Spider-Man coming together, and Andrew looked at the interviewer like, what? Uh, Dude, no. Uh, What are you talking about? It totally reminded me of the same thing. It's not the first time a character or an actor has played two different characters in the same universe. We have... I can't remember the actor's name, but the actor that plays the wizard in Shazam! and Black Adam also plays one of the fish kings in Aquaman... Plus, there's a couple of different actors that play multiple characters in Marvel. Not to mention, so many people right now, especially right now, are screaming for Jason Momoa to play Aquaman. Or, excuse me, Lobo. I personally still hope to see him continue as Aquaman. But that doesn't mean I wouldn't also love to see him as Lobo. Because, yeah, he is born to play that character. He looks like the character. A lot of people say his Aquaman already acts like Lobo. So I would love to see both because Jason Momoa is great and Jason Momoa totally deserves it. He's a rock star, he's a badass, and he's come a long way as an actor as well. I've loved him for a long long time. So I think this is a project that a lot of people would love to see. It's totally up James Gunn's alley, a more obscure character that not a lot of people know, but it is more popular than Black Adam. But I do think that they will probably look at the box office and the budget that black adam had and that should maybe play into this a little bit i don't think that they would just totally ignore this stumble of a box office result now it was a movie that was started under the old regime so it probably went under massive different reshoots and recuts and lobo which we're totally gonna get i'm calling it and so many other people are will probably not go through as much drama. It's not going to go through a merger. It's not going to go through different reshuts, reshoots, recuts. But yeah, I'm th- totally thinking Lobo. I tried to find out if James, or if uh, Jason Momoa owns all Lobo comics. I'm sure somebody out there is going to find an old interview from like 15 years ago where he said he owns all the Lobo comics. He's been talking about Lobo since... Dwayne Johnson's been talking about Black Adam. I kid you not. It's been like 10, 15 years. So it would be a long time coming for him. He said that there was two projects within the last few days. He could be playing Koi or maybe there is something else coming. But what do you think about this? You're not too familiar with Lobo. I'm not too familiar with Lobo. But would you want to see Jason Momoa play a crazy, charismatic character like that? And do you think it would have impact Aquaman at all?
0: I don't think it would impact Aquaman at all. I think he could comfortably play as both because Lobo does look so different. From Aquaman, and if anything, they could break the fourth wall slightly with Lobo being like, You look a lot like me, but I'm more handsome than you, or something like that. Yeah, something like Lobo could be a little sassy about it, and I could totally see Momoa rocking this. You know what this kind of reminds me of with Hmm. like this kind of like coy, like, Too who? no, totally not. What? What are you talking about? It reminds me a little bit of like whenever. Holland spills the beans and there are people like Tom what are you doing like we have to be in interviews with you because you're gonna spill the beans like with James Gunn posting that and then Jason Momoa is just kind of like dude what the hell like you're blowing my cover and I do think it's also like when uh Andrew Garfield was like I'm not the werewolf and also Charlie Cox is that way too.
1: Yeah, but James Gunn posted it on purpose. It was calculated. It oh, was yeah. planned out. So that's why I think it's a little different. Like he's he's stirring the pot. He totally is. He's doing
0: it on purpose, and he's doing a fabulous job of it. Because look at us. We're all talking about it. We're all buzzing about it. I think it's also kind of a test to see, like, what would people think of having a Lobo project? And I think a lot of people, I can't say majority, minority, what, but I've seen quite a few people react positively to this. So I think if they continue to get positive reactions, they're going to be like, absolutely move this forward. Put this on a fast track. Let's get this done. And uh, my theory is that the second project would be Aquaman 3.
1: He said it was unrelated to DC. Oh. It was a bigger project, something he was more excited about. Cal Drogo, are Something you coming that back? was bigger <laughs> than DC. He, like I said, he could be playing coy about whatever that is. Right. But I'd like to pose this question. What if it isn't Lobo? We're also convinced that it's Lobo. What if it's not? There's some other theories that maybe it is Zack Snyder coming back to do Justice League 2. Maybe it's confirmation that Aquaman 3 is going to happen with all of the cuts and the cancellations and all the talk. Maybe he's just super excited that Aquaman 3 is going to happen. Or maybe he's excited Amber Heard is not going to be in Am- uh, Aquaman 3. Maybe he's excited Amelia Clark has been cast as Mira. Oh, that would be
0: a dream. I
1: mean, that's a fan casting for sure. But, you know, maybe it is something else. Maybe it's not Lobo. But what do you think? Do you think there's any chance that it could be something else?
0: Oh, yeah, I definitely think it could either be Lobo. It could be Justice League 2, though I think that is the least likely. I think the most likely, honestly, is Lobo. Second most likely would be Aquaman 3. And then the least likely in my mind would be Justice League 2.
1: I don't know. There, there's the whole maestro comment, which a lot of different directors are referred to as maestro. Right, but, but I've
0: seen more people refer to that as Andy Muschietti right, rather than right, Zack Snyder. But
1: the, there was also that theory. was that Andy Muschietti, after, the, after Warner Brothers saw the success, or not the success of The Flash since it hasn't came out yet, but they reportedly are very happy with the film. And there's a lot of different big characters in the film. So they believe that he could maybe work with a big scale, big budgeted film, which he already has with The Flash, with a lot of different characters. Maybe Andy Muschietti is the guy to do Justice League.
0: I just don't see them booking that right now until after The Flash comes out.
1: Because they're not really in a good place to do a Justice League movie.
0: Right. Not only are they not in a good place, I think it would be really dumb. If they did, I'm already kind of like, why are we starting The Flash with Flashpoint? But I mean, I think it would be really dumb if we just jumped straight into Justice League 2. It would be like, are we doing the same shit that the first regime did? Well, who
1: knows? I mean...
0: And then I think that, you know, at this point, they don't have the numbers and the reactions back from the audience with The Flash yet. So I, like, regardless of whether or not Andy Muschietti is a wonderful director, which I'm sure he is, but still... If this gets a poor reaction, and they've already announced Justice League 2, there might be some hell to pay. So I think if they are planning on that, they're going to sit on that one.
1: I don't know. You're saying they can't be reactionary. If they wait to see the success of The Flash, then they're just being reactionary, pulling Justice League 2 out from under the rug because The Flash didn't perform well. Also... Justice League is probably a bigger IP than The Flash. Even though The Flash is my personal favorite character or my personal favorite hero, I'll admit Justice League's probably a bigger IP.
0: Right. I just don't think that they're ready to do that yet. I think that's probably four or five years down the road still. Definitely. They're probably going to plan it it's... that far out. I think James Gunn is a really smart dude and so is Peter Safran. And they're like, okay, let's plan that out of what? Always, so I do think it's still more likely that we're going to get Lobo or Aquaman three, and he could be playing coy with us and maybe being a little tongue in cheek about the second one not being DC related. It could be DC related still, and he's just like, no, it's not, totally not, because he doesn't want to, you know, reveal things that shouldn't be. Right. Or could it could even be an entirely. Different project of something else that he's really passionate about, and I would have to like really dig in Jason Momoa and see what his passions are to even have a guess about that because he's done a lot of time period pieces like Game of Thrones. He just did one on Apple's on Apple's streaming, and I can't think of what it is, but it is another time period piece. I mean, he's done. Didn't he do like Conan the Barbarian? Yeah, or Conan.
1: Like I can't remember if it was Battlestar Galactica or if it was Stargate. I can't remember one of the two. but Right,
0: and it's just like he's done a lot of – he's done science fiction, which is more like Lobo, and he's done time period pieces. So I could see him doing another time period piece if they were doing something like that. I just don't see if James Gunn would be greenlighting that or if that would be more in Alan Horn's realm of life, you know? Because right. James Gunn and Peter Safran are purely well, Al- doing DC.
1: I think Alan Horn's just kind of an advisor, just kind of help the process for David Zaslav. I don't think he's necessarily an in-charge. Right. So David or, uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran, I believe, are just going to answer directly to David Zaslav, which I think is great, because before Walter Hamado was having to answer to a committee, then they went to another couple of people, and it was a mess.
0: Right. So I'm just hoping that, you know, they've they're ironing out all of the mess and we'll see what they come up with. I think it's it's hard to speculate, but I could definitely see Lobo as the most likely thing.
1: The fact that Jason Momoa is so excited about it, I think is what makes all of us so more excited right, about it. Right, especially cuz
0: he was like Whoa. On Instagram and like freaking out, we're all like, "Damn, dude, what's going on?" Yeah, it was like he just
1: scored a touchdown. I mean, it sounds like he, whatever it is for him, I'm happy for him because he sounds like he got that ball. Yeah, (laughs) it sounds like he got (laughs) two big wins this week. So whatever it is, I can't wait to find out what they are.
0: Well, we only have one more topic left, and we're gonna give you each of us have a top five of the upcoming MCU projects. There are 25 projects, I believe, that they have upcoming that are announced. And we're not going to rank all of them. We're just going to give you our top five. Each of us are going to give our list, and then we'll compare afterward. So I'll start. Um, My fifth that I'm most excited about is Fantastic Four. Number four for me is Spider-Man Freshman Year. Number three is Spider-Man 4 through 6. Those movies, I believe all three of them are announced. Or at least Spider-Man 4 is. And I'm excited for that. Um, Daredevil Born Again is my second one because I'm really interested to see how that's going to look compared to the original Daredevil show. And number one, of course, for me is Deadpool 3 because I am excited to see how they brought back Hugh Jackman into this. I'm like, oh, I'm ready. (laughs) I've been waiting since Deadpool 2 for us to have Deadpool 3. I've been like, we've been taking way too damn long on this. (laughs) I mean, Spider-Man is one of my favorite characters in Marvel as you can tell there's two Spider-Man things on my list I mean I've always liked Spider-Man ever since I was a little kid so I'm always wanting to see more Spider-Man see where they take the character and I think Tom Holland does a pretty decent pretty really good job so I'm excited to see where they take his character especially after the end of No Way Home they kind of left us on a cliffhanger there I mean he's not in a relationship with MJ as of right now and he's completely made his own new suit and he's just on his own in his apartment so it's kind of where you know we envision peter parker kind of in spider-man 2 the original one with toby mcguire is kind of in that stage in his life where he's living in a crappy apartment he's kind of on the outs with mj so i think we're kind of picking up in that era and i'm excited to see what tom holland where he takes that where they run with it so what are your rankings
1: will you there? give give your list again
0: Yes, so I have five is Fantastic Four, four is Spider-Man freshman year, three is Spider-Man four, possibly through six if they go that many, two is Daredevil born again, and number one is Deadpool 3.
1: All right, so we have a fairly similar list here.
0: We did not discuss these, by the way, before we came into this. No, we did
1: not. And like... There's 25 projects coming up, and there's at least 10, 15 that I'm probably at least mildly excited about. So this was a hard list. And as soon as we get a trailer for one of these shows or movies, that, that this list could definitely easily change one way or another, up or down. Like Secret Invasion, when it was announced, I had zero excitement for. It. When I saw the trailer, I was like, Boom. I'm excited for that being said. Unfortunately, Secret Invasion did not make it to my list, it was so close, but I am super excited for it. That being said, number five is going to be Loki season two. I unabashedly, unapologetically am a big fan of the first season of Loki. I don't think every episode was great five stars, but as for the MCU TV series, it was or the Netflix, or sorry, Disney Plus series. There's so it was many the first services. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was the first of the Disney Plus Marvel series that I could really grasp my teeth into. I, I liked WandaVision, but Loki was just a character that I got into a little bit more. And the whole science fiction time what timey why crap that was going on i just liked that a little bit more and just got more into it so i just have been a bigger fan of loki for a lot longer i was just more interested into his character more and I, for that reason and you know the the ending was just such a big cliffhanger that i just cannot wait to see how it impacts not only loki as a character the show overall, but the MCU going forward, not to mention the introduction to Kang, and who doesn't love Owen Wilson? I mean, this is one of my favorite Owen Wilson roles, and I cannot wait to see their dynamic again in season two. But number four, the new co-president of CEO of DC Studios, James Gunn's directed Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Now, I was not the world's biggest fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie when it first came out. But over years, the first two movies really grew on me. And after seeing the Suicide Squad, seeing what he could do with a large cast, with really uh, basically the reins pulled back a little bit, giving a little bit more uh, gas, being a little more creative freedom and kind of more R-rated content... Made me more excited for his future projects and to see what else he can do. And that is why Guardians 3, not only am I more excited for it, but also it's going to be his final Marvel project for probably a few years. Because it sounds like he signed a four-year deal, if I'm not mistaken, with DC Studios. So it's probably four years he's not going to be able to do anything with Marvel. So for that reason, I'm excited to see Guardians 3 and this cast For the final time. Number three. Spider-Man 4. Or whatever they're going to call it. Back to home. Tom Holland's return. Spider-Man No Way Home. Would be a good way to leave off. For his character. And he said in an interview. Probably just to stir the pot. That he was actually thinking about. Stepping away from Spider-Man. Just because this movie with. Andrew and Toby at his side. Would be a great way to walk off into the sunset. But. Spider-Man is one of the best Marvel characters ever, and I cannot wait to see what they do with his character moving forward. He's got a clean slate. No more Iron Man Jr. suits. No more over tech for anybody that was complaining about it. I was, to a certain degree, especially in, uh, I think, Far From Home. Um, But over the, the... Last few movies, it seemed like it was getting better, and I cannot wait to see that new suit up close in the sunshine, and it's going to be great. I can't wait to see him grow and to see him uh, maybe even go through college. Who knows? Number two, one of the best comic book series of all time, one of my favorite shows of all time, was the Netflix Marvel Daredevil So, Daredevil Born Again is my number two. So glad to have Charlie Cox back. Who isn't, right? I mean, whether you liked what they did with him and She-Hulk or not, I really don't think it's going to have any impact at all on this show. Kevin Feige basically let the She-Hulk showrunner do whatever they wanted with Daredevil. The only thing he said was, hey, make his suit look like the Netflix suit and make it yellow. So, that's what they did. And it looks great. So... I don't know if that's the suit they're going to go with moving forward. To me, it really doesn't matter if it's red, if it's black, if it's yellow. It's Charlie Cox, it's Daredevil, and I'm all in for it. I uh, also am really excited to see what they do with an 18-episode arc. But it was really hard not to put it at my number one. But because the Disney Plus Marvel shows have been a little lackluster, a little bit hit and miss for me, definitely some wins, definitely, but definitely some misses at times. So I really hope they don't miss with Daredevil because Daredevil is very special to me. Don't miss. Don't miss Disney. Don't miss Marvel. Number one, Deadpool three because it seems like they, they as in Marvel and Disney, have their hands really off the wheel on Deadpool three. It seems like it's really Ryan Reynolds and his team and what they would have made if it stayed under Fox. And It's going to really be the final end of an era, not just for Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, which I cannot wait to see. It's going to be a legendary return, I'm sure. Not just an end of Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds, potentially. Who knows? Maybe he'll return for Avengers Secret War, and who knows? That'd be amazing. But it'll also kind of be the end of the Fox X-Men movies in a way. I mean, it wasn't like totally connected to any particular timeline. It was very loosely connected here and there.
0: Stewart or McAvoy, these timelines are so confusing.
1: Right. I love that shit, right? Who doesn't? But Fox, you know, under Fox, they were able to make movies like Deadpool, like Deadpool 2, like Logan, like Days of Future Past. And I don't know if Marvel, Disney, MCU would make movies like that. We're going to find out with Deadpool 3. Hopefully, we'll find out with other projects. Maybe Daredevil Born Again will be a little I'd more Deadpool grittier. I on that show. Maybe. That would be on a... Daredevil?
0: Yeah, like he just shows up for one episode. That would be fucking hysterical. <laughs> I mean,
1: you would think that if he's going to show up in an MCU show, it'd probably be you something see like Hulk? She-Hulk, Oh, my right? God.
0: That would be hysterical. To but I don't know. Maybe wall?
1: two fourth wall breaking characters. Yeah, that might have been a bit much, honestly. It might have been a bit much. Maybe too much goofiness possibly maybe some maybe throw deadpool in with like the punisher someone super serious with someone like deadpool yeah but hey you know my wallet is open disney you can send (laughs) your checks anytime but that makes it my list so sorry to go off on a tangent but number five loki season two fight me number four guardians (laughs) three Number three, Spider-Man 4 or Spider-Man Back Home, whatever it's going to be called. Number two, Daredevil Born Again. And number one, Deadpool 3.
0: You know, I think that's a pretty, pretty solid list.
1: It is a great fucking list. <laughs> best list out there. No, I'm just kidding. I can't wait to see what your guys' lists are. Like we said there's 25 other projects out there like Wakanda Forever this weekend. We got the holiday special coming up. Ant-Man 3. Cannot believe it did not make my list. Got Echo, the Marvels, Ironheart, Agatha. I mean there's so many out there. Captain America New World Order, right, the and- Avengers King Dynasty and Secret Wars, Armor Wars the Wakanda series, Wonder Man, Blade, you had a great one, Fantastic Four. There's so many others out there. And of course, you can only pick five. So good luck making your list.
0: Right. And not only that, but as we see trailers, our lists are going to drastically change. Because I could see that exactly. Fantastic Four trailer and be like, oh, absolutely not, ma'am.
1: Well, hey, maybe I see the Daredevil Born Again trailer. The, maybe we see the Deadpool 3 trailer. And it's just like, oh, God.
0: I don't know about if it'll be, oh, God, unless it's been like, unless I see Mickey Mouse pop up on screen, I'll be like, oh, I no. mean, yeah.
1: I mean, you could have, have Hugh Jackman done? and Ryan Reynolds on a couch for two hours and it would still be funny
0: right like i mean there are so many good comedic moments even with wolverine like i don't remember which x-men movie it was it might have been days of future Past. Like, go in the past, they're like hey we need your help and he goes go fuck yourself
1: uh i think it was first class yeah first yeah, Class. yeah
0: and it was funny it's like go fuck yourself this, it was is like, right, yeah. this is only line in the movie this is
1: only line in the movie you're
0: like all right bye <laughs> like we're leaving enjoy your cigar and your whiskey we're leaving bye yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but those are just our lists, guys and uh You know, it's all in good fun. So just let us know down in the comments what are your top five MCU projects or most most anticipated anticipated
1: upcoming MCU projects. Right,
0: exactly. Thank you for clarifying. And, you know, guys, that'll do it for us. Thank you for tuning in to the Speed Force Media Podcast this week. If you liked this episode and you're listening on YouTube, please don't forget to give us a like, leave us a comment, and subscribe to our channel if you're feeling fancy for more content in the world of movies, TV, video games, and entertainment. If you're listening on Spotify, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon Music, or another podcast directory, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review as it does help us reach more listeners like you.
1: Don't forget to come back tomorrow for the Slasher Saturday podcast where we're talking about Friday the 13th, part one, where my wife, Eleanor, Never seen. So it's going to be a first-time watch. We're celebrating the announcement of Cam Crystal Lake. It's a series coming out by Brian Fuller. Maybe it'll be dog crap. Either way, we're doing a Friday the 13th watch because fuck it, we want to.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Thank you guys so much. Have a fantastic week, and remember to iron your capes.